1: Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show.
0: Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 22 degrees in Edmonton, minus 24 degrees in Calgary, minus 23 degrees in in Saskatoon, and minus 1 degree in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to Listina. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Scotty P. Listina, John. Good morning, Gabby.
1: Good morning. Good morning, morning everybody.
0: Wayne. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at six a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join us live. You just got to download that app to listen to the live show. Otherwise, you can listen to hundreds of pre-recorded or not pre-recorded but hundreds of previous previous. Thank you. Previous episodes uh, uploaded to Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. But uh, live show it's where it's at because live show you can join in on the chat here. There's a chat box. There's a call in button. You can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free, and we'll answer them for you. It's free coaching every morning. So before you go and you know invest a big chunk of change into some big twenty thousand dollar program, you know get get the basics. You know, or maybe this is enough. And that's totally fine, too. Like we have a mentorship program, um, not quite $20,000. But if if you can get your questions answered here every morning, it's totally fine with us. Totally fine with us. I All I want to see is I want to see people take action. I want to see people get results. And I want to see people change their lives for so the better. Right? Absolutely. And that's what this is all about. So, uh we do have lots of really good questions today um that we're going to get into. One of which is actually from Joshua. Um he had a question yesterday which we didn't have time to really get into. But uh Josh is a 25-year-old living in a remote part of Saskatchewan, population of 2,000 people. Hmm. He wants to know what the fuck am I going to do?
1: <laughs> How do I get started?
0: Well, he's he's got three options here. He's got, you know, he's got some he's got some cash. He's got no debt. She so got a decent wage um so she's just trying to kind of trying to figure out like okay you know with with the money that I make with the with the with the zero debt and with the little bit of cash I got what should I put my money into first very very common question yeah uh, we're gonna be getting into that today um I also want to continue on by saying uh, you know good morning to Kyle I see you in there in the comments uh, Glenn is here Alan's here Don may
1: morning nathan and josh morning tyson morning paul and jagger we have justin mr c i love that um and it looks like kyle's coming in hot with a question as well
0: he's like i'm gonna get right to it yeah no time for (laughs) pleasantries good morning philip does anyone in here rent a goddamn garage out I didn't say goddamn. Does anyone in here <laughs> rent a garage out separate for storage? Have you had issues with insurance? Ooh, good question. Ooh, it's a very good question too. I almost want to answer it, <laughs> um, but I'll answer it in just a minute. I'm going to save that one. Let me just, let me just copy that. Tell you guys, about a couple of upcoming events that are coming up here. Um, so in, in Calgary, if you guys are in the Calgary area, or in Edmonton, or you know, nearby uh, remote Saskatchewan, and you like the drive,
1: Pinoka Airdrie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend, which is uh, March 4th, we're doing our REI Masters Networking event in Calgary. And you're definitely not going to want to miss that. We got some really amazing guest speakers. We got Keaton Kirkwood, who's an investor focused mortgage broker. We got Sherwin uh, Deswinka, from Calvert Home Mortgage, He's an underwriter there. We're going to be talking about financing your real estate deals. So, um, Keaton's going to be able to speak on the um, on the traditional side. You know the you know your big five banks, your your B lenders, your um, your conventional lenders, uh, and that's going to be for like <clears throat> um, the back end or like the 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 refinances of bursts, buying rental properties. Um, buying small multis buying for rent to owns those types of transactions and uh sherwin's gonna be able to speak on the more the private side the private lending the higher interest short-term stuff so maybe your first uh, part of your burr when you're buying it before the renovations for your fix and flips um those types of transactions so it, it like i know that i'd say one of One or the the top or second most limiting belief that I hear in real estate investing is that I can't get financing. Mm -hmm. And I'll admit for the first five years when I was real estate investing, uh, when I was getting started, I didn't know anything about private lending. No. I didn't. And the day that I figured it out, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that existed. So I I always try and remember um, what it was like when I was getting started. And I should have known, someone should have told me, but they didn't. And that's because, you know, these groups weren't around, you know, these uh, podcasts weren't around. So like we didn't have the the same level of education that you guys have, but I want to make sure that you guys get out there and you get your questions answered because I almost feel like some of you could be moving faster or some of you are probably sitting at a roadblock right now because of your limiting beliefs or your lack of knowledge and that could be solved, and you can break through that and keep moving if you had answers from the right people. So mm-hmm. that's why we're holding that event next, next weekend in, uh, in Calgary on March 4th. Uh, you can register for that on Eventbrite. Uh, the link is uh, above in the show notes. You can find it on our REI Masters Facebook page. Uh, lots of different ways to find it, or just shoot me a DM or an email, and I can send it to you. But uh, do not miss out on that. It's going to be a really great event. And um, not to mention the fact that like really great networking.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so we, we reserve the venue for significantly longer than, than any other networking event. We get it for four hours because we want to make sure. And there'll be like an hour of like presentation, not presentation, like Q&A and panel discussion. Um, hour, hour and a half. But the other two and a half, three hours is going to be networking because that's where you're going to, in my opinion, that's where you're going to get the most value.
1: You know what it, surprises me when is that we still need to kick people out after four hours? Oh, it's fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 like I don't ugh, I don't know, man. I, I almost feel like I almost feel like herding cats and cows <laughs> is easier. Um, It's like her, it's, I don't know, it's like telling kids to go to bed. It's Like, no, 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 no. You can't have a glass of milk. No, no, not one more coffee. No, goodness gracious. <laughs> We love it though. We love it. It's just like, you know, we got to go home, you know? Anyways, <laughs> March 4th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um we had a we had a really big announcement yesterday. Um on our Facebook page. I forgot to do it in the morning. Yeah. Um the REI Masters mentorship program um is a is a one-year mentorship program that that we have um, for those of you that are ready to take things seriously, um, maybe you've got all the education that you need, or maybe you don't have any education, but you're just kind of struggling and you need a push. You need guidance. You need accountability. Um, you need a one-stop shop because that's, that's what it is. Like you get all the education, you get all the courses, everything you need. Like just ask it's, it's there. You get monthly workshops, you get weekly coaching, but, um, yeah, it it's it's for a certain type of person that's well the the, the type of person that we're looking for is someone that's actually going to put the work in. You know what I mean? Yep. Someone who just needs that push but they're willing to put the work in. Um anyways, there's a big announcement uh yesterday that anyone that joins the REI Masters Mentorship program by the before the end of the month, so midnight on February 28th, is also going to get uh free entry into the wholesaling workshop in Calgary on March 18th. Barry McGuire's uh, wholesaling workshop, which is uh, a fifteen hundred dollar workshop, yeah, teaching you how to do wholesaling and assignments. Um, we've agreed that anyone who joins this month, we're going to pay for your ticket.
1: Pretty awesome. Pretty
0: amazing. So, um, if you've been on the fence about joining REI Masters and and and, and taking to the next level, I mean, now, I mean, just there, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's. Yeah. You know, you're getting a free $1,500 workshop as well out of it. And uh, and I'm going to be there because I help Barry teach it. So um, I can't say enough good things about his workshops. His home study kits are part of our mentorship program. So his rent to own, agreement for sale, joint ventures, fix and flip, wholesaling and assignments, home study kits, uh, rent to own. Uh, all those home study kits are part of our mentorship program because I, I truly do believe in their stuff. I'm not going to go rewrite all their stuff because i probably just plagiarize it. <laughs> literally like i'm not gonna lie to you like if, if i were to go and redo all those home study kits and, and courses i would just plagiarize all of this stuff because it's the past it's the same education that we got so um if it's good enough for us then it's good enough for everyone so um you're gonna get all those uh, when you join and, and it's just it's just amazing workshops yeah especially their live events they're like really really great yeah, next level next level so um okay that's reimasters.ca reimasters.ca if you guys are interested in that uh, or shoot me a DM. We can hop on a phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's answer. Let's answer that um, that question that just came through.
1: The garage. There was some yeah. follow up information on it as well. What you got? Okay, so um, Kyle came in hot this morning and said, "I'm going to get right to it." Does anyone in here rent a garage out separate for storage? Have you had issues with insurance? And his follow up was me and my partner take possession of our duplex March 31st. It has a four car garage that has four individual storage bays. Three bays are rented out by a pers- by people who are not living at the property. One bay is rented by a tenant of the property.
0: Where do I find this?
1: uh mm -hmm. okay (laughs)
0: um four individual storage bays three uh, bays are rented by a person so this
1: is a full duplex i take it uh both sides and then um basically it would be the equivalent of uh like two double two double garages right but they're separated into individual bays so that's four Hmm. So yes, you can rent out garage space. There's to... no
0: there's no real issues with insurance. I'd say, um, talk to your insurance provider. So you gotta you gotta make sure that your insurance um, broker or and obviously the the end provider um, understands what it is that you're doing, right? I, I, like if you're just going to talk to a twenty year old who you know works for. I don't know fill in the blank just like a generic like TD you know insurance uh, and explaining to them this kind of stuff. They might not deal with this on a regular basis. Maybe they only deal with like uh homeowners insurance, you know what I mean? And then like your 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 basic rental insurance. Um so I I would strongly recommend talking with an insurance broker who understands this type of stuff. Um I'd get some recommendations, you know, the next time you're at a, you're at a networking event. Um or, you know, ask in the REI Masters Facebook page um, for someone in the the Saskatoon area or Saskatchewan that that is investor focused, that, that understands, you know, how to work with investors, um, and and find one who uh, who's done something like this that understands, you know, garage rentals. Uh, we haven't done it personally. We've talked about it a lot, but we've always had
1: we've all, we've um, often offered up the garage uh, separately, but our tenants have always taken it. Mm-hmm. Like they've always wanted it included. So. so, yeah, we've never really had the opportunity to.
0: It's just easier that way, in my opinion, yeah. just to have the tenants have it. And th- there's no complaints, you know?
1: Yeah. I think uh, some of the big uh, determining factors in your policy are going to be, like from the sounds of what you've said, it's a um, it's for storage. So literally people storing their stuff. Um, However, where I think um, it can get complicated is a lot of people like to rent out garage bays for businesses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mechanics, uh, whatever, like whoever can, you know, perform their their business tasks out of a garage. And that's where it gets a little more complicated for insurance, because just like when you rent out your rental property itself um a lot of you like you need to specify if there's going to be like a a business run of run out of the home um or you need to specify when you're renting it out that no home businesses are allowed you know where customers are coming and going and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing when you're renting out a garage space is that you need to be very clear um is this for somebody to be able to to run their business or is this just storage space and if it's just storage space um your policy might differ a little bit, but at the end of the day, they you like you're going to need them to carry their content insurance and all that kind of stuff to be covered. So I'm sure that it it might differ a little bit, but I don't think you're going to have trouble getting coverage if that's mm. what the question is. I don't think you're going to get denied coverage.
0: Well, uh, Mitch, Mitch here uh, says, uh, does anyone have a suggestion on a good insurance broker for a situation like Kyle's? Because my sister tried this and her broker said no. They didn't offer a product that would work, and every bro- so every broker, they they broker you know deals between many different insurance providers. So um, not every broker is going to have access to
1: just like a mortgage broker, just like
0: a mortgage broker. You know they're going to have access to different products from different uh, um, different um, service providers. So you may just have to go to a different broker, or you know maybe there's a disconnect there. Maybe you're not quite explaining it the right way that they want to hear it, or maybe, you know, they don't quite understand what it is that you're explaining. So
1: yeah, they might've never come across this question and might not know how to handle it.
0: Again, what I'd recommend is, you know, at your next local meetup, you know, if you're in Calgary coming to the event next, next Saturday, or if you're in Edmonton coming to the event on March 11th, um, if you, you know, for, for, for Kyle, any of the events in Saskatoon, um, I I would just say, hey, my name's Kyle. Do you have an insurance provider that I could, that you would <laughs> recommend? You know what I mean. That's that's what networking is all about. Is is about using your network, leveraging your network to get the results. And and I apologize. I mean, we have such a great network here in the morning, but it just doesn't seem like anyone's got an answer for you. Um, and us personally, like I would recommend. I don't know. I don't think our insurance broker services Saskatchewan.
1: Uh, I don't know. Are brokers prov- provincially specific? <laughs> I've never thought about that.
0: <laughs> mm, let's see. I'm on his website, an independent Edmonton insurance broker serving throughout Alberta. Son of mm, a yeah. gun. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, he just services a a great insurance broker.
1: Yeah, I feel like he 100% would have a solution and a product for that.
0: Oh, he's got he's got solutions for all our stuff. And like our business is complicated with all our different, you know, creative strategies that we implement.
1: And I feel like um, garage rentals um, specifically here in Edmonton was really common like five to eight years ago. Like it was it was pretty common that people would be looking for garage spaces to rent. Um, for various reasons to, you know, park their sports car, park their motorcycles and that sort of thing in mm-hmm. the, in the winter. Um, so I used to hear a lot about it in the community that people would do that um, with their just like single family houses or their suited properties and stuff is they would offer that out separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't heard much about it in the last five years, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well again that's that's going to be your best bet and uh, I just, again I strongly recommend just asking in the REI Masters Facebook group. Um uh because I feel like someone Oh, 100%. Someone has an insurance uh broker, a couple of recommendations, you know, two or three people you can call today. Yeah. For sure. Um, Matt Cassidy's in the in the comments here. He says good morning, uh myself, Liam and Joey are tuning in together making some eggs
1: yeah
0: that's pretty cool <laughs> um the investor the investor house is uh, is is in full swing
1: yeah it's alive uh, and well
0: it's alive and well i you know they need to post more content on that they're just they're just way too busy <laughs> but can you imagine can you imagine living in a house with just investors and just doing real estate investing every day and like you know putting together content and literally
1: being immersed in it
0: (laughs) immersed
1: immersed Immersed. oh yeah sorry sorry
0: (laughs) um literally just yeah being immersed into it all day every day no excuses they get up every morning they work out together you know they they go they, they they get all their work done they're doing all these renovations and stuff and all these burrs and flips finding more deals and then you know eating together you know, planning things together, going to the gym again in the evening, going to bed, getting up, doing it all. Like that's, I've talked about that. uh, If if you've been listening, you know, to the podcast or or myself for for any length of time, you know that this is, I've been talking about this for a long time. Like if I didn't have a family and I didn't have a kid, that's a hundred percent where I'd be. You know what I mean? Just there's, you kind of need that in order to be like, to have no excuses. You know what I mean? No offense, I'm not saying you're like a, an excuse and you're ruining my dreams, Gab. But <laughs> I
1: think I'm making your dreams come true.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I also like
1: you're not offending me. Wayne.
0: You know, fam family is amazing. And it's a decision. Um, But it's also an obligation. Yeah, it's a commitment. Right. You would
1: have thrived in a setting like that early, early on. I don't think now, oh I don't think God. like remove the family now. I don't think we could place you in that kind of setting, No, but in no, your early domesticated days.
0: domesticated now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really great to see. I love, I like when I've been saying it for years and I've been like, you know, I, I uh, there's been a few other small groups in Canada that have, that have tried it out and there's, there's a couple in like Ontario. Um, it's really weird. Um, how they, they got it all set up, but um, it's it's really cool to see you know our our masters mentees doing it and just and and look at them, you know what I mean? Like look at the results that they're having. It's it's, it's really cool. Anyways, yeah. I want to see more content on that. I think people need to. I think it would inspire others. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have one question though, because Joey here says love the background.
1: Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, I was wondering. I'm glad you're asking.
0: Okay, so. Joey, if you can just let me know what you mean by love the background,
1: is it like the background of the app?
0: Yeah, because I was I was I was fiddling around with it the other day, and I don't see it on my end. Gabby doesn't doesn't see it on on her end. end. Um, and I'm curious. Um,
1: do you guys have an REI Master's background on the app?
0: Did the did the background change on the app? Because yeah, (laughs) I was trying to do it and like I couldn't quite figure it out. Okay, so what is it?
1: Says it's normal for me.
0: Okay, and then
1: Joey says, "Yep." All right, send me a pics. screenshot,
0: Joey. <laughs> All right. Um oh. Okay.
1: Listina just sent me a picture too.
0: Oh, Elray sent me a picture. Okay, guys. You just you just <laughs> everybody Okay, so some people are getting it.
1: And others not.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, Josh says I noticed the intro message when you jump in. Yeah, yeah I get that too.
0: Yeah, I um... it's like
1: half and half. A bunch of nos and a bunch of yeses.
0: Some people got it. Some people didn't get it. Okay.
1: iPhones don't get it, I guess. Yes, I have an iPhone.
0: That's why. Okay, so those of you guys that don't have an iPhone, yeah, we changed the background um, to like a little like I was, I was, um, I accidentally clicked on. Was it you that clicked on it or I clicked on it?
1: No, I accidentally, I forgot to close my phone and I was walking away and accidentally joined another show, another uh, podcast. And I was like, what the, they had like this background. I was like, Wayne, what's this? He's like, hold on, hold on. Let me check this out. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. So yeah, we customized the background of the, of the um the but road... Wayne,
1: when you first changed it it did show up on my phone and then you went and you tweaked with it and then it didn't show up anymore
0: i'm gonna have to Maybe to... a
1: setting maybe you clicked like a check mark or something
0: um is it okay i'm gonna have to google it to see what the uh...
1: people who don't listen live are like what the f-?
0: yeah well that's why you gonna listen live it's pretty cool <laughs> um okay that's interesting well thank you for sharing that guys um Okay, let's take a quick little commercial break. and uh,
1: Word from our sponsors.
0: And and we'll come back with, uh, with Joshua's uh, question as well.
1: Sounds good. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry-pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyer's list. That's right. No sloppy seconds for no DCI.
0: sloppy seconds.
1: <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash blowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? maybe you need quick cash wholesaling is a strategy
0: that can fit almost any investor but it has to be done right hi i'm real estate lawyer barry mcguire and i'm here to help join me in calgary on march 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling space is limited so reach out to wayne and gabby right away for their special offer you heard the man Uh we actually had uh we actually had two people sign up yesterday. Um they they're, they're going to sign up in about a week or so, but uh yeah, we got uh, a few two people that uh that, that took up the offer yesterday oh, for, for the, the
1: mentorship program. for the
0: mentorship program with the wholesaling workshop. Amazing. Um can't wait to share that one uh once that comes through. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I, and I and I I want you guys to um I want your opinions as well on what to do uh, for Joshua, um, who's got, who's got the question here about what to do as a twenty-five-year-old living in a remote part of Saskatchewan? You know what? Actually, I, I could t- I'll tell you, option four right now, Joshua, you need to move to Edmonton and get in that investor house. <laughs> 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 Matt, Joey, and Liam are like, dude, <laughs> I got no room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunk available. <laughs> um Okay, so I'll read this message. It's a little long, and uh, and and please feel free to chime in in the, in the comments here, and uh, we can figure out what what, what we think is best. <clears throat> uh, hey Wayne, I'm 25 years old. I live in a remote part of Saskatchewan, population of 2,000 people. It's two hours from Regina, the, which is the major the major city. The major city. I make upwards of eighty thousand dollars. I have zero debt and about thirty thousand dollars cash. I want to invest in real estate, but I'm confused as to what is the best option. So option one, um, I've spoken to a builder and I'll be able to get a brand new 1400 square foot townhouse in Regina with a legal basement suite for $440,000. So option one, build a brand new 1400 square foot townhouse with a legal basement suite for $440,000 option two, Buy a cheaper-sized half-duplex for $380,000, it was built in 2020, and try to put in the basement myself. Option three, throw option one and two away and look for a burst strategy property. But note, option one and two are in basically the hot new developments. If you were in my shoes, having no prior experience in real estate, what would you do?
1: looking at me? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm
0: curious. Um,
1: Alan says option four, join master's program.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Alan. Alan.
1: Welcome to Edmonton, Alan.
0: Yeah. Well, did we just get an email from Alan this morning saying that he's he's arrived?
1: Yeah. What does that mean? Like moved or is he?
0: Yeah. Well, he was. I knew that that was like Alan joined master's. Well, he, he just secured his spot and he said, once I land in Edmonton, I'm ready to go.
1: Wow. So he
0: just landed in Edmonton. He's like, I'm ready to go. So wow. he's, he's getting started.
1: Oh, Welcome. Welcome.
0: Yeah. He sent me that, uh, 10 minutes after the show started. <laughs>
1: Thanks. I'm experiencing the cold.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> today and tomorrow, then it's over, buddy.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. Like, I, I don't know your situation. I'm not going to tell you to hop right into the mentorship program. Yeah. That's, that's a decision for yourself, but, um, I would strongly recommend, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because it's the right answer. And I'm going to just, this is a non-biased message. Set aside some money for coaching and education. Just do it. In whatever
1: capacity that is for you.
0: I I don't care what program, I don't, but set aside some money for coaching and education for the business you're about to create because, and this is where people kind of get stuck think about like, I've only got this much money. What should I put it into? What should I buy? And, but my, what my thoughts are is like, well, why are you buying real estate in the first place? And I want to go back to his message. I want to invest in real estate. My question is, once you buy this first property, what's your next thing? You know, you're out of money, right? Yeah. If you buy a $440,000 property and you put 5% down, what is that? $22,000? Yeah,
1: that was my question. Is it, um, is Joshua planning on moving into one of these suites? and You, then, you have to. Yeah, because otherwise the 30 isn't going to get you very far, right?
0: Well, even today with today's interest rates and putting 5% down, you're going to use all your money, right? Because you're going to have to set aside a reserve as well and when you when you buy with a, a cmhc insured mortgage five percent down you got a one you're paying cmhc fees which is three percent of your purchase so of your five percent three of that's gone okay so you're going to lose thirteen thousand dollars of your twenty two thousand dollars right out of the gate because you have to pay that fee for insured mortgages so you lose that then it's instead of it being amortized over 30 years, you're amortized over 25 years, which means that your mortgage payments are going to be significantly higher by about four or 500 bucks. Okay. And you're, you're mortgaging 95% of the purchase as opposed to 80. So it's just your mortgage payments are going to be extremely high. Uh, And I don't know what the rents are in Regina, but I can just tell you that for short term, you can use that money, you know, your 22000 plus closing costs, plus, you know, a little reserve fund. You can live in the basement for what? A year, two years before you move on. But when you move out, that I'm, I can tell you with confidence because I know that there's nowhere in Canada where this is going to work. It will not cash flow when you move out. When you're living there, it's going to be a nice mortgage helper, Right. But when you move out that property, the mortgage payments are going to be way too high. I I just I, I don't know what all the rents are. I don't know what your mortgage payment would be, but I just I know for a fact they're going to be too high and it will not be a cash flowing property. It will probably be somewhere in the range of negative eight hundred dollars a month. Yes. And I want someone to do the math for me because I know I'm pretty close.
1: JD. Get to it.
0: (laughs) J.D., get on the math.
1: Um, I was going to say that um, I feel like if that were the strategy, that he would probably have to live there for at least five years to get some pay down and to be able to refinance at lower interest rates at the end of that five-year term. Yeah. Or not even refinance, but like at that point, you're probably at a 80-20% ratio.
0: Well, he would have to have at least 20% equity at the end of the five-year term in order to in order to even re- refinance that or i guess reamortize it yeah reamortize that. it yeah refinance the mortgage to to extend the amortization if you can extend the amortization to 30 years you'll lower your payments yeah with today's interest rates at whatever close to 5% and at a 25 year amortization it's just it's not going to work it, no, it it's not sustainable unless of course that's the only thing you plan on doing in real estate it's just, that's your way of getting into the, you know, buying your first home, then yeah, it makes sense. But, um, I I
1: still think it's great.
0: Yeah. I think that if he's
1: planning on staying there for, you know, like that it's more than just like a year or two house hack type of thing, then I think that that's a fantastic option mm -hmm. to buy a property, to live in it, to have the mortgage helper. And eventually in, in five or 10 years when you're ready to, you know, you're young. So you, that might be what you're looking for right mm -hmm. now. Um, it's not like you're, well, I don't know, maybe you are, but I, I feel like it's not like you're out about to start a family and get married and like do all the things, you know? So, um, I still think that that is a fantastic option and that it's more than a lot of, than most people are doing. Right. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Um, just based on these numbers. And I know that I have, I've looked at Regina a little bit, but I know that their numbers are somewhat similar to the numbers that we have in Edmonton, maybe a little bit more. Just from what I can see right here, I, I feel the numbers are pretty close. What I think, uh, so option three, I would, I would throw that out because you don't have enough money to do the birth strategy anyways.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask, like, I think an important question and I don't think that Joshua's here with us no, today, I'm, which okay, is unfortunate. So funny
0: story. Josh actually sent me a message. Joshua sent me a message yesterday. Say, oh, by the way, can you do it on Friday? And Aww. I'm just remembering right now. Sorry. I was half asleep.
1: Bummer. That's okay. Well, he, we'll can, he can come com- back tomorrow and come back tomorrow. Yeah.
0: We'll continue the discussion. But I yeah. want to, I want to give him something to give him some information. Let him think about it tonight after he's listened to the recording. Yeah.
1: So I think another important question to know the details of is he says he has no debt, but do you have access to debt? Um, do you well, have you Would
0: recommend that to someone who's brand new?
1: Well, I think that in a a situation where it's a burr and at the end of it, you're pulling the money out to pay off the debt. Like I'm not saying go and get access to debt and dump it into a renovation and then hold $50,000 worth of debt. I'm saying like if you were able to get it back out and get it paid off. But of course, the risk there comes that you don't have the experience of what you're doing and you're going to make mistakes and you're probably not going to get all that money out. right. So um you need to know what your level of comfort and experience and all those things are to make sure that you don't have an oof and end up with a pile of debt
0: yeah i get i the re, sorry the reason why i said that was because um <clears throat> I get a lot of messages from people that are like, Yeah, I before I joined a coaching program, I wanted to like, I really wanted to get going and, you know, get the ball rolling and get a little bit of experience. So that way I'm not coming in brand new. So I bought this house and I've been renovating it and, you know, I'm behind about $160,000. And I realized like I bought the wrong house and the after repaired value isn't really there. So I can't do my burr. And I'm going to lose about $60,000. I'm just going to have to sell this house. Yep. And I'm just, I'm just like, oh God, I, I could, I could have helped. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: During, during my uh, women's mastermind call last night, a couple of the ladies were talking about their, their mistakes that they made before realizing that there was this whole real estate investing world that could help them <sighs> make sound decisions. Yeah.
0: But like when I say it out loud like that, it's almost like, oh, you should talk to me first, and you know, join our. Like, I, I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. there's so much that.
1: And you we know- made the same mistakes too.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. and that's why I can understand it as well. I, I remember what it was like. I remember I was very stubborn. I didn't want to pay $200 a month. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a fucking joke. And I'm like, why am I going to go into a room with other people who are trying to do the same thing as me? I'm trying to raise money. Why would I go into a room who don't, people don't have money that want the same thing as me? So they're going to be asking me money for money. I'm going to be asking them for money. It's a fucking waste of time. Yep. That was my thought process. Yeah. So I remember that and I know that everybody else is thinking the same thing. So like, I, I get it. But, you know, Gabby, you hear this, I hear this and everybody here, you get a few years into the game and then you actually are like, oh, wow. The community is important. Having a coach is important. You know that literally every successful person has a coach or a mentor. You know what I mean? But you don't realize it until four or five years down the road. Mm-hmm. And by then you wasted four or five years. So I, I've I've yet to develop a way to explain this to people in a way that they feel comfortable with it without sounding biased and without, you know, being too pushy. So I just let it happen. That's that's ultimately it. The right people, when they're ready, they will find us and or or, or whomever they they decide to go with, right? Whoever's yeah. right for them. And but when you get a mentor, when you get a coach, that's when you really start seeing results, right? When you get a mentor, when you get a coach, and you actually listen to them, that's when you start seeing results, right? Because it's it's wisdom. Yep. it's wisdom. Things you don't like, you don't know what you don't know, right? And sometimes there's just this little thing of like, oh fuck, I didn't know that existed, right? And and so let's go to option two that he had there. He said, "I was thinking I can do buy a four hundred forty thousand dollar, you know, brand new build that has a legal basement suite, or I can buy a duplex." $380,000 and I can build the suite myself. Well, there's two things as soon as I read that, that I thought of. First things first. Um, you only have $30,000, so you don't have money to build it. Like you need the down payment money, you need a reserve, and then you need the money in order to renovate and add the basement suite. Okay, so hold on to that thought for a second. Number two, the other thing I thought of or I was that, that I heard when when you said that was you can buy one for 440 or you can buy one for 380 and do it yourself. That would mean that you would need to renovate it. It would need to cost less than sixty thousand dollars for it to be worth your time. If it cost you sixty thousand dollars, then I'd say, well, Why don't you just get them to do it? You know what I mean? Like why would you go through all the pain and hassle of having to do it yourself? for no upside whatsoever, right? You might as well just buy a brand new. Now, if you decide to do it yourself, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be very, very, very freaking hard to get it under $60,000 worth of renovations. Mm-hmm. Building costs have gone up significantly and it's your first time. So it's going to cost you 110. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, like every person who does it for the first time, like count all the people who, you know, in the last year who have done in, in in our in our community, in our network who have done a basement suite for the first time, mm-hmm. way over schedule way over costs. And they're like, here's all the lessons that I've learned <laughs> from doing it on my own. Like, so you know, you don't have the connections, you don't know what things cost, you don't know, you know, the process. So I'd strongly recommend just not going that route. I think that you're going to spend more than $60,000. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: now, if everything is like roughed in, and like set up, and the windows are all good size, and there's a separate entrance, and it's like kind of built um, for it, and then, in my opinion, I think that if you if you knew what you were doing, and you had good contacts, it would probably cost you around 60,000. But like, that's not high end, that's like Ikea flat cabinets, it's like it chrome handles, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like high end finishings, it's gonna be laminate countertop, like very basic. Um, so if that's, if that's based off of that information, I don't think it's worth it to, to spend 60, to, to be, to make it worth 440, you know what I mean? And not have any upside. Now, here's the other thing. Financially, this might be complicated, but you know, swallow it, chew it today, swallow it and come back tomorrow and ask more questions. But here's how you're going to finance this property. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to buy a $380,000 property. Okay, You are going to put 5% down, which means you're going to put $19,000 down. Um, you're going to have to find $60,000 to do the renovation, which you don't have. Okay, Your $19,000, remember that 3% of that on from your CMHC fees. So if you're $19,000, $11,400 is gone. You actually only have seventy six hundred dollars going into the actual purchase, meaning that your mortgage will be three hundred and seventy-two thousand four hundred. You're, you're losing eleven thousand dollars just from doing this right at the gate. So it's better be a long-term strategy. Okay. Now you're going to do the $60,000 renovation, you're not going to be able to get that money back out because you can't refinance the property afterwards. Because if you refinance the property at the new appraised value, you're only going to get 20%. No, you wouldn't even because you don't have enough equity. If you want to refinance the property, you need to have at least 20% equity in the property. And you don't because... 80% 80% of $440,000 is $352,000. Your mortgage is $372,000. Meaning, if you refinance the property at $440,000 and get an 80% mortgage on it, you don't have enough money to pay off your old mortgage. And that's part of the refinance. When you refinance a property, you have to pay out your underlying mortgage that's already there. Your underlying mortgage is 372. The new mortgage they're going to give you when you refinance is only 352. You don't have enough money to pay out the old mortgage. So what's going to happen is you're going to put $19,000 down for your down payment. You're going to lose 11 of it from the CMHC fees. Then you're going to put an additional $60,000 on a credit card, and that money is going to have to stay on the credit card for a long period of time until you can pay it off. So your actual down payment into this property is $79,000. Your ROI just completely plummeted. So it's much, 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 much better. It it makes zero sense (laughs) to go with option two. It is much better to go with option one, which means to finance the whole thing. So buy the $440,000 property that already has the legal suite because you're only putting 5% down, right? Meaning you're only gonna have $22,000 of your money into the deal, and you're gonna lose 60% of that from CMHC fees, but I strongly recommend do not add your own suite, and yeah. The third option was the whole Burr thing. I think that's the like exact same thing. You don't have enough money for a Burr. And um, and I think you need a little more experience with your market and the Burr strategy and how it properly works. You gotta take some courses, you need some guidance before you hop into a burr. I just I'm just telling you from experience and from watching other people who do it without guidance, without coaching, it's your, I don't want to see you fail. Right and just cuz it's your first one I just like this is my this is my free advice just just don't do it get a little bit of experience first keep it simple on your first property yep. keep it simple get your feet wet learn how to find tenants learn how to build your systems learn how to you know deal with shitty tenants cuz your first 3 tenants are going to be garbage okay cuz you're going to you're going to pick the wrong people, you're not going to have the right lease, you're going to forget to add in certain clauses and addendums and all that other shit. You're going to have to go to the landlord and tenants, you know, board and all those other things. You're going to have to file eviction notices. That is just part of the learning. If you're going to if you're going to figure it out on your own and do it yourself, do the whole DIY, I want to learn by myself before I take any courses or coaching, go through that process first because that's a fucking hell of a process right there. If if you want to learn on your own, do the DIY thing. You gotta need to learn that stuff before you start buying more properties and getting more complicating your your business even more, and then having to deal with that later. If you want to get your feet wet, I, I'd say go with that direction. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer an option for, and if there's anything in the comments, Cap, feel free to chime in.
1: Uh, Sean has an option for.
0: <clears throat> okay, let's hear Sean's. Save more money. Save more money.
1: What was your option for?
0: Is that it? <laughs> oh. save more money would be a really good one. Um, here, here's, the, here's the deal. Um, in order to scale as a real estate investor, in order to be a successful real estate investor, you need to be able to raise money. Okay? In order to raise money, you need to be good at sales. Salespeople are the best real estate investors. Because they know how to raise money. They know how to tell people what they need to hear in order to feel comfortable with investing their money with them. 90% of the investors in our community are not salespeople. I'm being nice today, 90%. It's like 97 are not salespeople. I can tell when I meet you. I can tell when you make your pitch to me. You're not a salesperson, Right? So you need to get really good at raising money. So for the for the the 97% of people who are not good at sales, who are not good at um, making a pitch to someone, making them feel comfortable and confident in your abilities, for those 97% of people, what I would recommend is get some experience as a landlord and document it to build trust with your potential prospects, with your joint venture prospects. So keep it simple buy a property or two, landlord it, document the whole process, show everybody and get everyone, know, like let everyone know that you're a real estate investor because you want to build, you want to build up confidence with them. You want to build up trust so that when you do eventually ask them and you make your shitty pitch, at the very least, you've got some experience. I'm being real right now, Gabby. I know it's not nice. I know, I, I'm, but it's the truth the truth i've heard some of the pitches they're not good like you seriously need to work on your your sales you need to work on your approach you need to work on your confidence but for for those of you that are in that position this is my honest advice is that if you had experience you'd be in a better position for the people that don't know how to build trust with people and they don't have experience oh you're never going to get a joint venture partner so I think your first couple of rental properties should be about building trust with the with your prospects. Use that as leverage, that experience, to show people that you know what you're doing. So I I think if you've only got thirty thousand dollars, I'd I'd make it work. The intention of that thirty thousand dollars is not to buy a rental property to make money. The, I mean it's it's partially part of the intention, but the intention should be to use that rental property to show people that you know what you're talking about to raise more money for more properties mm-hmm. because you only have yeah. enough for one property. If you buy one property, what are you doing next? How are you going to buy your 20th? Yeah. Right. You buy one property and what happens? You start like, okay, I'm out of money. Oh, oh, well, I, I heard I have to, I have to, I have to, I need OPM now. So I need to, I need to raise money from people. And so you start going and asking people and they're like, how many properties do you have? And you say, one, I just bought it six months ago. They're gonna be like, uh, yeah, get a little more experience first before I give you my hundred thousand dollars. Right. So your intention should be, how do I buy my first property? But at the same time, how do I build trust with people? Because I know eventually I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to raise money. So I should be very intentional with my first and second purchase to ensure that I get as much experience and document as as much as possible so that simultaneously I'm also building trust with people. Get two birds stoned at once.
1: And think about the opportunities with that type of property. Like obviously it sounds like um, those townhouses are being built. So, you know, if you lock into one of them, you in theory, I don't know the exact situation, but you have an opportunity to, um, To share so much you can share about like it being built and going in on progress checks and Mm -hmm. talking about the suite that's being built in the basement and how it's going to be an income helper and you know like you have all those opportunities during its build and then when you you know get your financing and take possession talk about like you know the the financing aspect of it and taking possession and getting pre Uh, inspections done and like the opportunities that come with just purchasing a property um, a lot of people don't take advantage of there's so many steps along the way that you can be documenting showing the process and that you're going through it and that you're gaining that knowledge right and that's before you even become a landlord that's like just literally buying the house you in theory have you know months of, of content that you can be sharing about that process and then you have a property and become a landlord, and can document that process mm-hmm. of advertising it and and the viewings and um, you know qualifying the tenants and all that stuff. Yeah, and then the process that comes after it. So buying a single property can literally set you up to show people you know what you're going through and that you're you're learning all this stuff and becoming an expert in it. Yeah, one property, all that content, one property.
0: Mm-hmm. So here's my recommendation option. Here's my option five. Okay. And think about this tonight. Um, when you listen to the recording of this, come back tomorrow and let me know what you think. Here's my recommendation. You have 30, if this were a coaching call, this is what I would, this is what I would end it with. My recommendation with all the information, you have $30,000. What I would recommend is instead of buying a $380,000, half duplex to add a basin suite or a $440,000 townhouse with a basin suite, what I would recommend is find yourself a single family dwelling in Regina. There must be one there somewhere. A single family dwelling that you can live in in the low 300s. If you can find a new half duplex for 380, I'm pretty sure somewhere in Regina you can find a single family bungalow or something along those lines in a decent area for low 300s. So let's say $320, 300000 dollars Okay. Now, what I'd recommend is is living in that house, but rent out the rooms. Friends or I mean there's only two thousand people there, but is he is he planning on buying in Regina or is he planning on buying outside Regina? I never checked.
1: I I assumed in his little two thousand person town.
0: No, you gotta you gotta you gotta I don't I don't know what you do for work. Um You gotta move. Two hours from Regina. Oof. Yeah, that's not bad. A Two-hour drive every day?
1: No, I'm saying move.
0: Well, what's he do for work?
1: Oh, oh yeah. If he's working in that small town, yeah.
0: So I, 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 I suppose we need to know what it is that you do. If, if, if you're working out of town, maybe you can, you know, get into uh, a bigger. Um, but anyways, okay. with with that, forgetting about that, I would buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, live in it, rent out some of the rooms if you need to, otherwise just live in it. It's going to cost you fifteen thousand dollars for your down payment for that three hundred thousand dollars house, right? You're buying a three hundred thousand dollars house, five percent down, fifteen thousand dollars. Do that to get the ball rolling, okay? After that, with the remaining fifteen thousand dollars, um, you're not—it's not going to be a rental property; you're just buying a house, so just you're just building equity, okay? It's the same, same. Take the remaining fifteen thousand dollars and go figure out what it is that you're going to do in real estate investing. Okay, whatever business you plan on doing, if you're doing a wholesaling business, take a wholesaling course, spend, spend a thousand bucks or 500 bucks and do like a home study kit or, you know, go to Barry's course in Calgary and and take that for 1500 bucks or whatever. If you want to build a rent to own business, go take a rent to own course. Okay. If you want to do fix and flips, take a fix and flip course, just pick one, pick one business that you're going to be building. Go take a course. Take another five to $10,000 and invest it into a coaching program or a coach or a mentor, okay? So $10,000 into a coaching program, $500 into a course. It doesn't have to be in any order, but just like I want you to have the money allocated for that because you're going to buy your first property, okay? And then you're going to take a course, hire a coach, and then I want you to spend $20 and buy a book called how to win friends and influence people Hmm. or go to the library, get a card and pick up some sales books. Another course you can take is joint ventures. You got to learn how to, you got to learn how joint ventures work, but I feel like joint ventures isn't enough in order to get you on the phone talking to people. Joint venture courses are really good. They tell you, uh, okay, first things first, I want you to change your Facebook profile and I want you to say, I'm a real estate investor. Um, I love helping friends and family create financial freedom. Yada, yada. What else they say on those stupid things? (laughs) Lifelong learner, all that bullshit. Change your Facebook profile. Change your picture to a professional photo. Yeah, that's all good. You know, create a newsletter. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And then someone actually reaches out to you, and then you're you're too chicken shit to get on the phone with them. Truth, it's truth. So you need to be comfortable knowing what service or product that you provide, and how to close people on it. So, how to win friends and influence people is really good. Um, a good sales book. I don't know, fill in the blanks. Just you know, go to the library and pick up ten. Read them all. It's free or spend a hundred bucks on books, right? That paired with your first property, paired with a course or two, paired with coaching, you're set. Because the first property is great, but you got to think about what's the next, what's the next property after that, Right? And I think the next step for you, you know, during that year of learning and education and, and guidance and mentorship, while you're learning how to raise money, while you're learning how to change the way you speak and how, how you present yourself, when you're learning all that stuff, simultaneously, I think you should be saving up another $15,000 because in a year from now, you're going to buy another home and you're going to move into that one. And then your first one's going to become a rental. So in twelve months from now, you're going to have your first rental property. You're going to own two properties, building up equity. You're going to know how to raise money. You're going to know what type of business you're creating, and you're going to get your next joint venture partner. All with a thirty thousand dollar investment, mm-hmm. forty five, whatever. Right, that would be the approach that I would take. Because alternatively, you know the, the what you proposed earlier is just buying one property, and that's it. Like, what are you going to do next?
1: Uh earlier Philip had said in the comments, um, you need to build a roadmap. You need to know where you're headed.
0: Well, yeah. that's yeah. One hundred percent. Like yeah. you it's it's kinda hard to to say you you know, you wanna you wanna be a real estate investor, you have no idea where you're going. You know what I mean? It's like you you could you could blindfold yourself and just start running. You'll probably hit something eventually. You'll you hit a destination, but like you're just you could get there so much faster with You know what I mean? With the right guidance.
1: Yeah, I'm always pro getting started with a first rental property, though. Like, I think that even if, you know, your dream is to own a rent to own business or um, like whatever. uh, Fix and flip business with a rental portfolio um, so that you have kind of like best of both worlds with active and passive and that sort of thing. I do truly believe that starting with a first rental property um, will teach you so many lessons and get you in the game and get you started. And as long as you buy the right property, you know, as long as you have a little bit of guidance and, mm-hmm. and you buy something that's not going to, you know, tank you or, um, you know, those types of things, you do it right, then that is such a great starting point. Mm-hmm. So even if like, I, I, I'm pro what he's suggesting of getting into a property, mm-hmm. um, but it's, It is very good advice to also know what it is that you want and where you're headed so that you can start planning for the next step too.
0: Mm -hmm. If I were coaching him, I would have him do all of those things and I would have him take the agreement for sale course. He's 25, he's got no debt. Yeah. And as far as I know, he doesn't have a family.
1: Yeah. I think he would have mentioned it
0: if he did. He probably would have mentioned it. If 25 years old, full of piss and vinegar, full of ambition, I would get him I would get him on the agreement for sale course and I'd teach him how to do agreements for sales agreements for sale yeah and you could pick up like ten properties this year with zero money down that's what I did yeah right yeah that's probably what I would have him working on this year so buy the first house, get the education, start doing agreements for sale because agreements for sale is like I'm thinking about how do I accelerate this because one year is a long time in order to get your first joint venture partner right. If we were to accelerate it and dial it up, I'd say, go get some agreements for sale properties. Um, Zero money down, seller carries the financing right, for a period of time. And that there is going to show your prospects that you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. I picked up this property for zero money down. I picked it up and the seller carried the financing. Holy shit. Wow, Joshua picked up three properties in the last four months. Well,
1: even not showing that it's zero money down, even just like just picked showing. up this next property, picked up my next rental. Like Dude, you know how'd I you mean? do that? Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. And then, you know, from there you want to you want to accelerate a little bit more. You can be like, hey, bud, like, um, if you got 20 grand, I'll bring you in as a partner on this agreement for sale. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you already own the property, you can bring that person in as a partner. Give them fifty percent of the profits and the equity, in exchange for a twenty thousand dollars investment. Boom, get your first joint venture partner,
1: and twenty thousand dollars and twenty
0: thousand dollars in your pocket. I'm overcomplicating things. I know it's a little advanced, but like this is what I would probably advise Mm -hmm. if you wanted to dial it up. But it really depends on the person, right? For some people, I'm not going to recommend that because I feel like they're they're. You know what I mean? Like it takes a certain type of person with a certain type of um, life and responsibilities in order to be able to do that. If you are a single mom with five kids, I'm not going to recommend that to
1: you. Also, no matter who you are, it is awesome to get your first property and a joint venture partner in a year. Like that is awesome.
0: Yeah. 100%. bravo.
1: Cue the clapping. Like that's great.
0: Yeah. I guess what I was getting at was that it really depends on your path and Philip yeah. said your you roadmap, what right? You want. Yeah. Who you are, what you want. I'm going to emphasize who you are as well. Let's go what you want and who you are because that's those are very important. What you want is really dependent on who you are <laughs> mm-hmm. because if you're not the type of person that's willing to go and call 100 people today and ask them for money, you might not be hitting what you want, right?
1: And can we add in how bad you want it?
0: 100%. Everyone's path, everyone's roadmap is going to be completely different dependent on who you are and how bad you want it. Yeah. You could make a million dollars today if you worked really fucking hard for it. You yeah. can make a million dollars today. Go find something and sell it or sell it many times. Go find a bunch of things and sell it many times. You could make a million dollars today. It is possible. It is possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wake up at midnight, twelve oh one, and work until midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. You could like, you can do whatever you want if you if you work hard enough for it. If you quit your job, if you abandoned your family, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like the yeah. like life is full of possibilities. What I'm saying, Gab, mm-hmm. it's how bad do you want it? Yeah, you know what I mean. What are you willing to sacrifice? How dedicated are you? You know what I mean. For the people that are not getting results, I'm just telling you right now, you are the, the results are possible. It's just you gotta fucking work for it. Yeah. And what are you willing to give up in exchange for that? Liam and Matt wake up at fucking three o'clock in the morning and and I don't know what they're doing from three till five, to be honest. I haven't asked them. <laughs> I don't know if that, I think he's doing a cold shower and they're eating before they go to the gym and they go to the gym and they're working their dicks off all day doing the renovations and stuff and buying more properties. Yada yada yada. And then going to the gym and eating together and then going to bed at like midnight after posting their content and then doing the same thing 3 hours later. That's fucking commitment. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're living in a house full of other guys that are just 100% committed to their goals, right? And building and growing and being healthy. Like that 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 level of commitment, you don't know talk about, mm-hmm. but then there's like the people who have a job that go to work and have kids and then they have, you know, maybe an hour and a half in the evening and they decide whether they want to watch an episode of Yellowstone or do I want to post a piece of content today? You know what I mean? Two completely different levels.
1: Yeah. I'm the latter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, like I, I get it. Like, I just don't want people, you're right. Getting one joint venture partner this year is amazing for someone who want who is is capable and wants to get one joint venture partner this year, for the people that are telling me that like I want to be, I want to be Grant Cardone. I want to own a thousand units in the next five years. Well, you better fucking tie up your boots because yeah. it's it's pretty hard work, but you can do it. right? I
1: also like looking at um, for those of you who know um, Annette Purcell. I like looking at her in the same kind of light that she she wants to be something and she is working her ass off for it. I think that she's a perfect picture of that as well because she has three kids in tow Mm -hmm. and a husband who's also in the business. But like, I know Annette more intimately because she's part of my mastermind groups Mm -hmm. and I know that, um, she is after something and she's making it happen. No matter what, she doesn't have excuses. She has a a five month old baby and two young kids in tow. Yeah. Putting them to work so that she can work.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely she like Laurie says in the comments, she's unstoppable. 100%. She's unstoppable. It's it's absolutely.
1: But it's because she wants it. Yeah. She wants it bad enough that she's doing what it takes. Like for any other person that I know out there who would be in her situation. I can't think of a single person who would do what she's doing. Me either. But she wants it. Mm -hmm. And and isn't willing to settle for less than what she knows she wants and deserves pretty inspiring and just very humble about it too.
0: Very. Yeah. Okay, Joshua, that's, uh, that's what we got for you to, for today. And, and for anyone else that was listening, that if it resonates with you, you know, I, I, I meant for it to be as, um, I meant for it to be everyone. And, and I want you to know that, um, all of your paths and journeys are different and and don't compare yourself to Joshua's. I was, I was focusing more on his because he's 25 and he's single and he's got no debt. And I feel like he has an opportunity to really dial it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have that opportunity to dial it up or you're different, that doesn't mean that you're any less. Do not compare yourself to Joshua. Do not compare yourself to to, to, to Liam and Matt or, or to Annette. Um, they're on their own journeys and they're on their own path. They've made the decisions and they're doing what they want to do. And have, with as, considering what they you know what they want as well Yeah. so figure out what you want figure out how bad you want it figure out what you're willing to do and just go do it yeah and if that's one joint venture partner a year then you're fucking successful and if you want if you if you want 20 joint venture partners this year and you can handle it then go for that too but I think I think I gave a lot of information about how to go about and how to make your decisions and mm-hmm. and I I hope that I hope again again I hope this resonates with more than just Joshua today and I hope that Um, we further this discussion tomorrow. Absolutely. It's
1: been a slice. Yeah. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.